0: All right, another episode of the Daily Podcast with me, Eric B. This time, I want to talk about something that I wanted to address in the beginning of October, which was Ghost Tober, the spooky sound effect. But I wasn't able to again if you guys listen to the last podcast I've been busy doing a lot of things with the George Washington High School varsity football team. So it's been kind of hard for me to do any type of extracurricular outside of work and football. And on the weekends, I like to rest, I like to relax. So forgive me. Um again if you again listen to the last episode, I haven't done anything with Joe and the Ordinary Joe's podcast and Aaron and the Diary of the Little Man's podcast. So Whenever I can, I touch base on my podcast. So today we're going to talk about some haunted or haunting experience that I've asked a couple people and they gave me their story on some hauntings or haunted experience. Not going to mention who they are, just going to call them friends or coworkers. So we'll touch this on the other side of the break. You're listening to The Daily Podcast with Eric B. (laughs) welcome everyone it's the daily podcast and i'm your host eric b yes we're going to address and talk about some haunting experience that i've asked a couple people a couple of friends a couple of my friends also shared their little haunted experience that i want to share with you guys and just like last year it's not going to be one of those you tell me which one is real and which one isn't these are all real 100 percent real as I like to do, I like to play some music in the background. This one's called Spooky Scary Halloween Crafty Recordings you can find on Apple Podcast or Apple Music. And then the beginning, it's already like, you can hear the thunder. It's like, I'm gonna play this in the background. Hope I don't freak myself out. Usually I do, usually I like to freak myself out. All right, so. Let's get on with it. You can hear the music in the background. You can hear all that, but it's Ghosttober. We got a week left. Depending on when you listen to this, we got a week left for Halloween to start. I got the creepy music in the back of my ear or in my headphones, and it's freaking me out every time I speak, and I'm all alone. So whenever you have these background music in the background, it always freaks me out. And now it's the Phantom of the Opera, and a lot scarier than that. So let's start off with story number 1. Again, this all correlates with ghost tober. I was going to do a vlog, a daily vlog. If you follow me on Eric B's Daily Vlogs over on YouTube, you can see I did a couple of ghost Tober things years ago where I was going to go around and retouch the places where I have heard disembodied voice and I was I have a zoom recorder and I was going to place that down in the areas where I heard disembodied voice. I was going to try to trigger the voices to come speak in that again but a lot of people told me like hey you might be opening up a portal to something else you got to be careful i am not an experienced ghost hunter i'm not experienced in anything so i didn't want to you know disturb the peace if you know what i mean so i decided I'm not going to do that. So I'm going to keep it as is. If I hear a disembodied voice in the back of my videos, then I hear it, but I'm not going to go there looking for it unless someone says, hey, Eric, you want to come join me on a ghost adventure? If they're experienced, I'll be more than happy to do that with them. But no, not me. So let's go start off with the first one. I have a friend and I've told several people this story. He has a big house in the peninsula, nice big house in the peninsula, and He just bought the house early this year. We're looking at 2022. It's a nice house, an old style. I don't want to call it a Victorian, but it's definitely an old house. You can definitely tell it was built probably in the 40s or 50s. He had the whole house renovated, redone. Um, Actually, the, the people before them had the house renovated and redone. And I guess that's what started the whole spiritual thing for that house. So... A lot of the people that was there before or a lot of the ghost that was living within the walls didn't like what they did. So when my friend decides to move in the house, they started noticing a lot of creepy, creepy things. Creepy things, and I'm talking about like, you know, bumps in the night, someone's rattling on the door. Um, he has a lot of cameras around the house so he would always catch something but there was no one there. So it's one of those, you know, if you're a believer, you know you're looking at a ghost. If you're a non-believer, it's just a whatever. And he's a non-believer. So to him, it was just whatever. Whatever's triggering the house. And I guess the kids didn't, you know, the kids felt felt something. So they decided, you know what, we've only been here. I think they were there for like six, seven months, and they decided to move. They decided we're done. We're not going to be part of this anymore. We're going to leave. So... They were wrapping up the house. They were like, we're done. We're going to leave. They had a realtor. Everything was there. Everything was done. So I came over to their house one weekend to go help them out, to go see what needed to be moved and what didn't need to be moved. So just imagine this. You open the front door. It's a long hallway. And all the way in the back of this hallway is the kitchen. And in between the front door and the kitchen, there's doors that goes into certain parts of the room. And then if you look to the left of the kitchen is stairs that goes all the way up. So just imagine that in your head, right? So him and I were standing at the front door and I opened up the door and his kids are in the the front lawn and they're playing, they're doing whatever, whatever. And from my understanding, it was only me and him, him and I that was there. The wife was on her way. Um, So we thought, right? So we thought, and there was nobody else there. And then I look down the hall and I see what looked like his wife go from one room to the kitchen. He looks up cause he sees that he sees, I see more of the whole, his wife. I see the whole, his whole, his wife, you know, she doesn't even, she didn't even look, look at us to say, Hey guys, what's up? She just went from one room to the, to the kitchen, probably about five, six steps. To the kitchen, to the kitchen. He sees his wife, but he sees his wife only from the back end. And then he goes, hey, is that, you know, I'm not going to say the name. Is that my wife? And I said, yeah, I thought it was only us. So he's like, it is only us. So he texts his wife and says, hey, how long have you been here? we we'll wait a few minutes. She replies back and says, what are you talking about? I'm on my way. I'm like three minutes out. So now we're thinking, oh crap, there's somebody in the house that's not supposed to be here. So of course we're freaking out, you know, and this is the first time he's seeing some sort of apparition. Again, he's a non-believer. He doesn't believe in spirits. He doesn't believe in ghosts. He doesn't believe in anything like that, right? So he's like, okay, what did we just see? So I take a step back. Of course, remember, I'm again, I'm in front of the door getting, I have like literally one foot in but when I saw what I thought was his wife going from one room, going left to right, going from one room to the kitchen, it freaked me out. I took a step back and, you know, my scared ass decided now I'm walking down the stairs because I'm definitely freaking out. So we didn't want to go in. I didn't want to go in. I was freaked out as hell. And he was freaked out because, again, he's, he's a non-believer. He doesn't believe in ghosts. He believes someone's in the house. He's pissed off that someone's in the house. We wait a while. His wife finally shows up. His wife's like, what's going on? And then we kind of tell her the story. She's a believer. She's 100% a believer. So she's freaking out and she's like, Oh my God, you know, this, is this what we've been seeing? And she tells me this whole, so she tells us this whole story about there's this certain ghost in, and we're all Filipino. So there's a certain ghost in the Philippines that can manifest themselves to look like anyone they want. So to me, that's already freaky. I'm like, all right, you're going to have a ghost that can look like anything you want. That's already freaky, freaky to me. So I'm like, all right, I'm not, I'm not gonna, you know, that's, that's freaky. So I'm done. So I'm like, okay, whatever. Now we're waiting for a couple of his friends who's supposed to help us move also because we figured the more the merrier Meaning that if we can go in there and sweep the house and make sure there's no intruders, there's no homeless person, nothing like that. It'll be easier for us to just, you know, spread out or easier for them. Because I stayed outside and watched the kids because that's how much of a coward I am. But while we were waiting for their friends, his friends, we noticed as girls who, again, they were playing at the lawn, playing on the lawn. They looked up and they started waving at the window above us. We are looking down at them So we couldn't see what they were waving at because they were looking up. So by the time we took the step down from the porch and looked up, we saw what looked like the curtain just closed. Like someone was standing there and stepped away because the curtain closed. So the wife says, hey, what are you guys looking at? Who's up there? And they mentioned the realtor's name. You know, I'll give her a fake name. They said, Anna's up there. And she waved at us and she told us to come up. We know for damn sure Anna wasn't there (laughs) because we were the first ones there. We knew his wife wasn't there because we were the first ones there. So sure enough, the friends finally show up. Now we're thinking, okay, what the heck's going on? So me, his wife, and two of his his other friends stood by the front door. I think someone stood by the back door just to make sure no one tries to run out. We stood there, they swept the house. I mean, there was maybe like six or seven of them that swept the house, went from every room, every closet, every nook and cranny. And then when they all came out, one of them had a look like he just saw a ghost. Because the first thing he said was one of the guys who was waiting with us, let's give him a fake name. His name is Paul. He was standing there with me. We were talking and I was trying to explain to him what we saw. And he was like, you know, oh, my God. You know, he was he was trying to look at the history of the house. But for some reason, we were having bad Internet service at that moment. For some reason, we were. When before they got there, the Internet was working fine. But for some reason... We were having bad internet service. So I just figured, okay, there's a lot of us here. We're all trying to jump on the the 5G network. So there's probably that's probably why we all couldn't get on the internet. That's what I was thinking. You know, one of those guys that they like to think before anything, right? So I'm like, okay, that's probably the reason. Don't need to scare myself out, right? All right. So he's just telling us things like. Yeah, what, what is it? What did we see? What what are you seeing? And we're like, you know, I'm again, I'm telling him what I saw. And he's freaking out, of course. So when everyone comes out, one of the friends says, Paul, didn't we tell you to stay outside? Me, Paul, the wife, all looked at this friend like, the hell are you talking about and we said paul's been standing here with us the whole time he's like no he was in the bedroom telling me to go look in the closet that's when i did the sign of the cross and i kind of did the whole yo peace out kind of thing because now i didn't know who was who i didn't know who was real i didn't know you know who was messing with me i was looking for like hidden cameras to see if this was all a joke I decided no I don't have time for this I gotta go I gotta go everybody was freaking out all the guys came out and only one friend saw something different than everyone else everyone else says no we swept the rooms we checked all this we didn't find anyone no one's in here So, you know, a lot of the non-believers was like, okay, you guys were seeing things. But me and my friend, the homeowner, homeowner was like, no, we did see something. We did see something. We don't know what we saw, but we did see something. He couldn't figure out what we saw, but he know, he knows he saw someone. And even the little girls said they saw, you know, fake name Anna at the window and little girls won't lie. Right. And then this guy sees our friend, fake name, Paul in the room with him, telling him to check the closet. And he even said, I, I thought we told you guys to stay outside. So that's a house in the peninsula. I can just tell you guys it's somewhere in San Mateo County. I don't want to give you guys the, 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 the address because I don't want you guys going over there and like, Ooh, what else is this? Now from my understanding, when you buy a house, for all my realtor friends who listens to my podcast, you guys tell me whether this is true or not. From my understanding, if you buy a house, you have the right to ask the realtor, real estate agent, if anyone's died in that house previous, previously, previous before, years before, whatever, and you have the right to ask, is this house haunted? Now, again, for you, my realtor friends, tell me if that's true or not. Tell me, can, for someone who wants to buy a house, a new homeowner, a house that was built in the 1940s, can we ask those questions? Because that's one of the first questions when I do plan on buying a house, that's one of the first questions I do plan on asking. Can I, or has this house, has anyone died in this house? Is this house haunted? Is there any extracurricular spirit activities going on in this house? I don't know. I don't know. It's up, I guess, I don't know. It's one of those things that's kind of scary. It's one of those things that's kind of freaky. But it's one of those things that it is what it is. But we'll see moving forward. All right, that's story number one it is it is kind of creepy and what's creepy about it was i actually was a part of it it wasn't a story that someone told me but i was i was a part of it um this next one it's a little creepy it's from a friend of mine who lives in Daly city again i'm not using names because you know for privacy reasons i'm not using names and they my friends do listen to my podcast and then i reached out to each and every one of them asking if you have any things you want to tell me for Ghosttober. It doesn't have to be super haunted, but it just has to be something different that we've never heard of before. So I got a friend, lives in Daly City, lives again um, in the newer houses, you know, houses that were built in the 80s in this neighborhood that he lives in. I'm not going to tell you the neighborhood because you guys would know right away who this friend is if I told you the neighborhood. So lives in this neighborhood and recently had a loss in his family very spiritual, very spiritual, you know, very close to his beliefs. And again, recently had a loss in his family. And one day he was putting his kids to sleep and what he likes to do before he goes to sleep, you know, his wife's in the bedroom, he gets ready for the next day to go to work. But what he likes to do is he likes to sit and have tea before he goes to bed. So he makes sure all the kids are asleep. His wife's in the bedroom, always, you know, getting ready for bed. What women women usually does is they get ready for bed. After he puts his kids to sleep, he gets whatever he needs to get ready for work the next day. You know, whatever he needs to bring, whatever. Gets his bag ready for the next day. And he goes to the kitchen. He always makes some tea. That's how he does it all the time. He's been doing this for the past, ever since... I've known him he would always have tea before bed and i've known him forever so he's having tea he's waiting for the water he has one of those electric kettles so he's waiting for that to you know if you guys have one of those electric hot kettles it's you're waiting for the handle to pop so you know it's the water's hot so he's deciding which tea he wanted so he knows he he, he knows he didn't want anything with caffeine in it so he's looking for some of the non decaffeinated tea and he changes his tea every day he's always drinking something different every night it's just how he is and then he hears dad so he kind of stops what he's doing he realizes one of his kids are still awake he goes drops everything that he's doing mind you the coffee the water is still boiling he walks In the room, and you guys know these daily city houses, they're all the same. You got the kitchen, you got the bedrooms towards the back. So he walks to one room, and he opens the door. I'm not going to say whether it's a son or daughter, because he didn't want me to, but opens the door, and first child is sound asleep. And then he mentions, you know, he kind of says, did you call me? So, Nothing. Nothing. Child's asleep. Goes to the second room, does the same thing. Child's getting ready to sleep. Like, you know, he's, the child's at that phase where they're trying to sleep, but they can't. So he says again, did you call me? Child says, no, I didn't. Okay. He explained to me that the sound sounded like it was coming from the hallway and both kids' doors were closed shut. So there was no way it came from one of the room because it would have sounded muffled, but it sounded like someone was in the hallway. There's only four of them in the house. So he said, okay, it's not one of the kids. So he goes back and he does what he said he's doing. Now he has to reset the water because he likes his tea nice and hot. So he goes back. He resets the tea. He has the tea bag in his hand. He has the cup, his favorite teacup. And then this time he hears, Baby, what are you doing? So he gets a little, he's like, okay, why is my wife calling me? My wife knows, my wife knows this is what I like to do all the time. My wife knows I like to drink my tea all the time. So he walks to the bedroom. This door is, it's not shut all the way, but it's not, it's not open all the way either. It's like slightly ajar, right? She goes into, he go, he walks into the master bathroom. She's blow drying her hair. So he's like, did you just call me? She turns off the blow dryer. She says, what? He's like, did you just call me? And he said, no. She said, no. She said, no, she said, no well, I'm, I just got out of the shower and I'm blow drying my hair. So now he's trying to, you know, he's trying not to startle anyone. He's trying not to freak anyone out. He's trying to be like, what the hell did I just hear? All right. He's trying to put things together. He's trying to wonder, what did he hear? What did I hear? I know I heard something. There's nothing there. So he walks back the hallway this time he's leaving his wife's door open then he cracks a jar both his kids door just to make sure leaves that open he goes back to the kitchen he finishes off doing what he does with his tea usually he sits on the couch and he stares at a blank tv because he just doesn't want to wake anybody up but this time he takes one of the dining room chairs puts it next to the living room that can he can see down the hallway. Because now he thinks someone's messing with him. You know, he's, he's a believer, non-believer, depending on what happens. You know, he's one of those guys. So he goes down and he waits to hear if someone's calling his name. Nothing. So he sips on his tea. He's drinking his tea. And right when he's about to finish sipping his tea, he hears... The tea kettle, it sounds like it's boiling. For you guys who has electric tea kettles, you know this sound. It sounds like it's boiling. It sounds like there's water in it. And then he hears the handle pop up. Again, for you guys who has electric tea kettles, you know what I'm talking about. The handle pops up to let you know that it's hot enough for you to drink. So now he's like, wait a minute. He goes into the kitchen. He feels the tea kettle. He, sees, he, he feels the tea kettle is nice and hot. Now, he's one of these guys that he likes to keep his tea kettle empty till he has to use it. But he did keep water in there that night just because I think he wanted more than one cup of tea. So he's like, wait a minute. Did I leave? Now he's trying to think, did he leave this on or not? So he's like, okay. So while he's doing that, while he's trying to think of what he did or if he did or now he's going, he feels like he's going berserk and crazy. He hears, honey, can you come here for a minute? And he knows his wife never says honey. His wife only says baby or calls him by his name. So now he's really freaking out. Really freaking out. And you guys all know Daily City Houses. There's three rooms upstairs with a bathroom. And then there's a family room, usually downstairs. Whatever you usually make that family room. You got the kitchen. You got the living room. Everybody knows that's how Daily City Houses are, right? So he's freaking out. He walks to the bedroom. His wife's laying in bed or sitting there looking at her phone. And he just nonchalantly says... I'm assuming you just didn't call me. And she looks at him and says, You're freaking me out. What's going on? So he decides to tell her the four incidents. He goes, Hey, I don't want to startle the kids. I don't want to freak anybody out. But this is what happened. So the first thing she thinks of, What kind of tea are you drinking? I mean, how do you react to something like that? What if your wife, girlfriend, significant other says. Hey, this is what I've been hearing. This is what you know, this is what I heard. What do you you know, what are you supposed to say to that person? The Daily Podcast with Eric. He wasn't B. overworked. He wasn't overtired. It's just his regular, you know, day. I think this happened on a Wednesday from what he said or from what he remembers. So it was on a Wednesday. So him and his wife decides, OK, let's. See if the kids are playing tricks on us. So the wife gets out of bed. And they both go downstairs and check to just make sure there's nobody down there. And you know, nowadays with this phones and all these little apps that we can use, he does have cameras outside of his house. And he only has one camera inside. He doesn't believe in having a camera inside of his house because there's nothing to watch inside of his house. So he just has cameras looking out the front door, the garage doors, and the backyard. That's all he has. That's all he needs. He doesn't need one going into the entrance or looking at the living room like some a lot of people do just for safety reasons. So they both go downstairs. He goes into the garage. Woo! That freaked me out. Oh, that hella freaked me out. It just came out of nowhere. It just freaked me out, right? When I said he went to the garage. This is what I said. I said, like, I'm going to rewind this. I said, he goes into the garage. And that's what I heard in my ear. That hella freaked me out. This is what happens when you freak yourself out. Anyways, he goes into the garage. This night he has one car in and the other car out. Usually he has both cars in, but this night for some reason, I guess because he wanted to leave early the next day, he didn't want to wake anybody up with a garage door opener. So he decides to leave one car out. His car's outside. He opens the doors to both to the car, both sides, and you know nothing. He looks in every nook and cranny of the garage, nothing. His wife is in the family room downstairs. Same thing, nothing. You know, they said it. He said it took about three minutes. Three minutes to do the whole suite from downstairs. They look at the closets, they look at everything, nothing. They look at the bathroom, nothing. They go back upstairs, and then now she wants some tea because now she's freaking out, also, right? And then he goes and checks the kids to make sure they're okay. She's in the bedroom or she's in the kitchen getting her tea ready. And she hears, honey, come here for a second. And then he hears her from the kid's bedroom. And she replies with, I'll be right there in a second. Let me just figure out what tea I want. But to him, he never said anything to her. So he's like, what? So he comes out to the hallway. They look at each other down the hallway. Now he's in the bedroom, you know. He, he's in the bedroom. If you're looking at this hallway, you have one bedroom on the left, one main bedroom on the right, and the master bedroom's on the right, and you got a bathroom on the right. These are all at the end of the hallways. He's standing at the end on the left. She's standing by the kitchen. And then he says, what did you just say? And she said, you told me to come here for a minute, but I said, let me go look for my tea. And then he stated, I never said anything to you. So she was upset because she's like no now you're messing with me because you did tell me to come here for a minute you said come here for a minute you said honey come here for a minute so and then he said i've been married to you for 20 years have i ever called you honey then she said no you haven't then he's like ah so now they knew something was going on now they knew something was messing something was messing with them so he had this is all this is all audio this is all voice there was nothing like there was no one touching them they didn't see anything this is all you know disembodied voice that they were hearing they didn't see anything they didn't feel anything so they said should we go somewhere or should we just sleep this out that you know that night so of course Both of them are religious. They both did a prayer that night. They did a prayer in the bedroom. They did a prayer in the kids' room. They did a prayer in the hallway. Wherever there was a part of the house, they did a prayer. And it was a simple prayer. Protect my family while they sleep. Please do not, you know, bother my family while they sleep. So that's pretty much what it is. I'm going to change this track because this track is really freaking me out. So they, they did that. And he said, after that prayer, whatever it was that was there making the noises stopped. Whatever it was that was doing all that, saying all that, stopped. But he was still in disbelief that something or a spiritual voice would do that. He's been in this house for the past, God, 15 20 plus years before he got married, he was already, he was already living there. That was his parents' house before he, you know, him and his wife took over. So for him to hear that, for him to have that after all these years was kind of freaking out. He, of course, I I would freak out. But again, he did have a passing in the family, within the family, they had a passing, so, you know, we were thinking maybe maybe it was someone in that, that person who passed away who was just letting you know that they're here visiting Because you. you know the whole saying, especially with Filipinos, you have 40 days and the person who passed away will go to each and every one of your houses just to say goodbye. They would go to their favorite places, they would go to their favorite restaurant, they would go to their favorite, you know, just to say Goodbye. So maybe within that hour, hour and a half that this whole thing happened, he's thinking maybe, maybe this person, whoever it was, was just saying goodbye. Then after that prayer, again, it was just a normal prayer. You know, your Hail Marys, your Our Fathers, your Glory Bees. It was just that simple prayer that... And they didn't. I asked them, "Did you did you take a rosary and go around the house just to make sure there was nothing evil?" He said, "No, because we didn't think of it. We just decided to just say the prayer. We said a prayer in the bedroom, both kids' room, the living room, the kitchen, the hallway where they were hearing the voice. Downstairs, the garage, and the family room. And then after that, they they didn't hear anything. This happened. I want to say." the beginning of October, not even close to Halloween. So only him and his wife knows he asked me if I wanted to come there and try and trigger the voice again. I was going to, I was, but then some of you guys who I talked to about doing things like this said, no, you don't want to open a portal to something you can't handle. And I totally get that because it happens in movies, right? You see movies like The Conjuring, uh, any of those movies, you open a portal. Once you open that portal, whatever entity is with you will be stuck with you, is now affecting you, affecting your work, affecting your family. So I did not want to open that portal. I wanted to just because this was the first, you know, haunting disembodied voice that someone says they're hearing. I mean, I've, if you listen to a lot of my, my, my podcast, I did do a podcast about it where I let you guys listen to some disembodied voice. I think I was talking about the haunted areas in San Francisco just to get you guys ready for ghost over. And then I did a couple of vlogs that I had some disembodied voice that I didn't know was there. So yeah, that's all I gotta say is yeah, that was kind of creepy. Kind of creepy. I still teach, keep in touch with them once, twice a week, just to make sure they're okay. We don't ever talk about it. We just BS talk about the Niners, talk about the Giants, talk about the Warriors. That's what usually what we do. But unless he wants to bring it up, unless there's something he wants to tell me about, something he says, "Hey, I think we need to, we need to talk about this," I don't bring it up. I don't. It freaks me out too much just to to think about anything scary like that. All right, the final one, I'm only gonna tell three stories. The final one is, I would think, the creepiest one of all, creepiest one of all. Another good friend of mine lives here in San Francisco. Lives in an apartment over by the Hate Street. He's been in this apartment for a while. Again, 15, 20 years. Everybody in this apartment building knows each other. They know each other, they look out for each other, they help each other out. They take turns taking out the garbage just to help them lower the rent. That's just how they are there. You know, if, if this is one of those apartments where if Amazon comes for delivery, Amazon driver can drop it off to anybody in their apartment and they'll for sure get their package. That's just how tight knit this apartment is. So my friend's been living in this apartment. He lives on the second floor. I think there's four floors in an apartment and there's two units in each apartment, old school, San Francisco, no elevators. So you have to walk up the stairs. He lives on the second floor. Two elderly people lives on the first floor. And I think younger people lives on the third and fourth floor. I think this is what he was telling me. I was trying to get a lot of details from him because this was creepy. So every morning when he leaves for work, he always sees their neighbors. They're all leaving. Some of them are waiting outside, waiting for Uber. There's a cafe right around the corner from them, or he'll see them at the coffee shop getting coffee. So, you know, of course, they just say hi and bye to each other. That's about it. It's about it. He has a neighbor, elderly neighbor that lives downstairs. He's been there before he's even moved in there. I think he's the son of the original original person that lived in that apartment. And, you know, if you live in San Francisco, you guys know rent control. So he's been there that long. He's probably paying like six, seven hundred bucks a month. That's why he probably won't move out. Um, I did say, I'm not going to say the name of the person. So let's just call him Mr. Paul or, no, I said Paul already. Right. So we'll call him Mr. Harry. So every morning he, you know, respects, Hey, Mr. Harry, how are you doing today? So Mr. Harry will tell him, Hey, Hey, you know, I'm not going to, again, I'm not going to use real names. So I'm going to use Joseph. Hey, Joseph. Uh, I didn't, I wasn't able to bring the trash in. Um, do you think you can bring the trash in for me? So, again, everybody here is kind to one another. So, you know, my Joseph says, all right, I'll, I'll be more than happy to bring that trash in for you. Don't worry about it. I'll take care of that. So then, you know, Mr. Mr. Harry says, hey, let me buy you a cup of coffee for you doing this today. So, you know, that's just how they are. They're like that. It's give and take. So Mr. Harry pays um, for Joseph's coffee. And then you know Joseph walks back into the to the apartment. And he all he has to do is just roll the trash into the garage. That's all it is, right? And no one parks in the garage. There's nobody in San Francisco has a car in this neighborhood. Just because if you live in the haight Ashbury area, you know how hard parking is. So no one, no one has one of those um, has a car. So he sees a couple of his neighbors while he's rolling the trash in and he goes, oh, you know, Mr. Mr. Harry couldn't do it today. So I rolled it in for him. And so they started talking like, yeah, he asked me again. He asked me last week. Um, He said he couldn't do it either. So they all decided maybe let's take Mr. Harry off trash duty because he's been asking a lot of people to do it for him. And trash is only you only take the trash out once a week. Someone takes it out and that same person pulls it in. So one of the neighbors said, yeah, you know, he asked me last week if I can, if I can pull it in for him or the la his last time he was supposed to do it, if I can take it out and pull it in for him because he wasn't feeling well. So they all decided, let's just take him off the trash, Judy. There's enough of us here that he doesn't have to do it. So they say, okay, that's perfect. So then they asked, you know, my friend Joseph, hey, can you just let him know? Because my friend Joseph was going back to the coffee shop to get his coffee. And then when he saw Mr. Joseph there, he said, hey, Oh, when he saw Mr. Harry there, I'm getting all these fake names mixed up. He saw Mr. Harry and he, he said, hey, Mr. Harry, you know, we'll take care of the trash. Don't worry about it. We'll figure out who will do it on the days that you're supposed to do it. So Mr. Harry is like, oh, my God, God bless you. Thank you so much. You know, it was taking a toll on me. And then there's some days where it wasn't even my day that I would freak out because I'm like, oh, my God, is it my day? Is it someone else's day? So they decided, you know what? Don't worry about it. We'll take care of it. So they did. So he was not any longer doing any trash things. All right. Days go by. Same thing. Same thing happens all the time. They would just see Mr. Harry in passing. He looked a little vibrant. It looked like he had a little more energy just because, you know, he wasn't doing that one extra thing. And, you know, Mr. Harry lives off social security, unemployment. All that stuff you do when you're retired, you know, he's, elderly man and then one day my friend Joseph was getting the mail and the mailman said hey mr. Harry's mailbox is getting full can you bring this fo- to him so mr. Jo- uh, my friend Joseph said oh I see him every morning getting coffee I wonder why he doesn't get his mail so he says yeah no problem so the mailman opens the mailbox Again, there's a bunch of mail sitting in there. So he takes the mail out, gives it to my friend Joseph. Mr. Joseph walks up and knocks on Mr. Harry's door. Mr. Harry, you can hear him in the distance. You know, like, who is it? He goes, Mister, you know, Mr. Harry, it's Joe. You know, I got your mail. The mailman said your mailbox is getting stuffed. So he says, okay, can you just leave it on the floor? I'm not decent and I don't feel like getting up from my chair. You know, Joseph, my friend Joe, was like, yeah, okay, no problem. I'll be more than happy to do that. So he does. He just leaves it on the floor. Again, no elevator. He lives on the first floor. So every day, the person from the fourth floor, third floor, second floor has to walk by his apartment and they see his mail. And they just do a courtesy knock. Hey, Mr. Mister Harry, your 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 mail sitting out here. And he says the same thing over and over again. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. So my friend Joe is leaving for work one day. He's waiting for his Uber. He's standing in front of the apartment. He sees Mr. Harry coming down from a coffee shop. And then he says, "Hey, Mr. Harry, you know, are you going to go get your mail because it's been sitting there for a while on on your floor?" And then he just gave him the look. The look like, "I'll get it when I'm ready to get it." Like, you know, like that. I'm tired. I don't feel like bending over. Look, I'll get it when I get it. So now the neighbors are a little concerned. Now the neighbors are a little like, all right, maybe we need more. We need to help them a little a little more extra. So somebody bought a little table, small table that's small enough to fit in the hallway. I keep fast forwarding these ones with a scream because they scare me. So, so they put the mail on this little table. Okay, stacking up because the mailman is not putting it in the mailbox anymore. They're giving it to whoever's there. So that way, uh, Mr. Harry's mailbox doesn't get cluttered like it did. So now the mail's getting cluttered. And then they see Mr. Harry walking back and forth to the coffee shop. So they decided, just leave it alone. Let's just leave him alone. He'll get it when he wants to get it. Right? That's pretty much what it is. They're thinking maybe he's getting senile. Maybe he's forgetting his mail is there. Maybe he just can't bend over. That's why the person, um, I think, on the fourth floor bought him a little table, small table, just to put the mail on top so he doesn't have to bend over to get it. All right. So about three, four weeks passes, and they see a strange person outside the apartment. And then the person's like, hey, is this um, um, blah, 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 address street? And then they're like, yeah, this is, this is. They said, okay, does Harry, you know, St. Clair live here? And yeah, this is Harry St. Clair's apartment. Who are you? It was a female. And she says, I'm Harry's daughter. And this is his granddaughter. They're like oh and they're like they' were so relieved because now they're thinking, okay you're here to visit um he has been going through a lot of issues lately maybe it's something um maybe it's something that you know we can all do together right like maybe we all can so they they just sat there and talked the breeze and they were just you know talking about how nice a guy he is and how how he keeps the building you know well kept and she just said, oh yeah, he talks about you guys a lot And he, he, he loves you But the thing that caught them was he, She was talking about him in past tense Past tense Like he's no longer there Again, this one's the freakiest one out of all of them So my friend Joe was like what, what are, you, are you talking past tense? Did he move? And then they said, no He passed away And they gave him a date that passed a month after or a month before this whole incident with the coffee and the mail. So three weeks before that whole mail and coffee incident, he passed away. And she said, we've just been so busy with funeral arrangements and all these things that we weren't able to get his stuff. So then one neighbor's like, well, where did he pass away? And she said, we took him with us to a family party, and he was there with us, you know, for the weekend. And then the Sunday came, and we were supposed to bring him back. He just didn't wake up. So they were saying, he passed away peacefully. He passed away in his sleep. And again, she goes, and I just can't reiterate enough the thankfulness my family has that you took care of him for us. So the neighbors, there's probably like three of the neighbors that was there. My friend Joe was one of them because he's the one telling the story. They all looked at each other. And they were like, no. Because just a couple weeks ago, he was at the coffee shop. Getting coffee. He was answering his door. Like, you know, giving the voice like, no, I'll get it later. It's like, we just, we see him almost every morning and then they started putting two and two together like he's been wearing the same outfit every day that we see him it was just like there was just like you know those paperboy hats that paperboys used to wear back in the days it was one of those hats it was like a khaki color he's wearing a brown i don't know if it's corduroy or something pants and he's wearing a um a jean jacket with the fur inside. You remember those old jean jackets with fur inside? He's wearing one of those with the with the paperboy hat. And he's been wearing the same thing every day. And they know Mr. Harry wasn't the type to do that. To wear, you know, he'd probably wear the same jacket, but not the same hat and those same pants. So that's when they started realizing, wait a minute, were we actually seeing him or were we seeing a ghost? So the daughter leaves. She says, We'll be back to get the rest of his things. We'll make sure that, you know, all that is taken care of. And again, she was just like appreciative for the neighbors for taking care of them. They go up to the coffee shop. They were like, hey, Mr. Harry passed away. Like a couple months ago or, you know, three, four weeks ago. The coffee shop owner goes, yes, I know. And then the People of the building was like, wait, but you've been serving him coffee. And then my friend Joe goes, he bought me coffee that one day we were talking about the trash. He said, I'll pay for your coffee. Then when I came back to pick up the coffee, you just said, all right, Joe, thank you. See you later. Then he said, he hasn't been here in forever. He hasn't been here since the day or the week before he passed away. So, a lot of them were like, wait a minute. There's no way. You know, again, you have your believers and your non believers. I don't know where these guys stand because I didn't ask my friend Joe where they stand when it comes to the belief. But a lot of them was like, no, he passed away a while ago. What were you guys looking at? Who were you guys looking at? Who was there? So, yeah, now they're all freaking out because they're like, wait, he bought coffee. He bought this. He asked me about the trash. So they're all freaking out. So they all decide to walk back into their apartment. There's like four of them now. They're walking up. And again, you got to pass by his apartment before you go to your apartment. They walk by his apartment. They see the mail is finally gone because the daughter picked it all up. The door is closed. And then they hear music in the background. They hear music inside the apartment. They hear music. Inside the apartment. My friend Joe has a video of it. He, I asked him to send it to me. He hasn't sent it to me yet. But he's knocking on the door. And he says, Mr. Harry, your radio's on. And then all he hears is, I'll be right there. I'm not decent. I don't want to get off my couch. The same thing he said when he knocked on this door for the mail. Now that to me is creepy because we hear about spirits who passes away and is not ready to pass away, not ready to go into the afterlife and they still want to live their normal life. They still want to live that life that they lived when they were here. And this is a clear example of one of them. This man passed away three or four days before that incident started with my friend and his coffee. Three or four days. Talked about the whole trash movement, talked about, I can't carry the trash, can you carry it for me? So all that, three or four days, before he said, yes, I will will do that trash for you, yes, I'll make sure that that trash is moved. Thank you for buying me the cup of coffee, thank you for doing all that. But then the barista at that coffee shop says, no, dude, you picked up the coffee and I know you. So I didn't even ask you for money because I know you'll, you'll get me back the next day. Then my friend realized, is that why the next day you charged me double? And the barista goes, yeah, because you didn't pay for the one the day before, but you're good for it because you're here every day. So yeah, they were freaking out really bad. I'm freaking out really bad just hearing about it. But it is definitely something that happened. And listening to my friend's story, having my own experience, freaks me out a lot. And this is just in time for Halloween. Probably one of the scariest times for a lot of people. It's not a scary day. I mean, to me, Halloween is fun, but we make halloween scary for us we make halloween scary because it's one of the scariest things you know when you hear this song right here when you hear that song then you know it's halloween time but it's again it's one of those things one of those things if you guys have any scary experience again we got a week before halloween I want to do another podcast right before Halloween. If you guys have any scary experience, anything that happened to you that you want to share with me, reach out to me. ERIC1642 at gmail.com. No spams, please. No spams. Just send me stories that you wanna you wanna share. Send me stories that you wanna tell me about. Um let me know. I'd be more than happy. Again, that's Eric, E R I C, 1642 at gmail.com. Send me your ghost stories. Send me stories that you would like to share with me. I won't say your name unless you're okay. You're okay with me saying your name, but I usually don't say your name because I don't want to violate your personal life and I don't want people bombarding you with stories. But um, do that for me. You can support this channel by buying merch on my site. It's the Daily Vlogs Podcast at myspreadshop.com. Again, the daily vlogs thedailyvlogspodcast.myspreadshop.com. You can go ahead and buy my merchandise there. I haven't updated it. I'm sorry. Again, I've been busy. I've been busy with a lot of things, doing a lot of things. Um, again, you know, I do. I coach. I'm one of the assistant coaches for the George Washington High School's varsity football team. So I do that after my nine to five. So I haven't been able to do anything like get out and update the stuff, which is so easy. I should be able to do that. But I haven't been. But go ahead and support me by buying merchandise from there. Or again, I have a Patreon account that you can, um, you know, drop some money on my Patreon account. I used to say my Venmo, but I don't know. I think that's too much. Supporting my supporting my merchandise price to me is already good enough for me. I'd be I'd be more than, more appreciative if you did that. Um, but if you do want to drop me something on Venmo, I leave the links down below. Go ahead and listen to my podcast on all podcast platforms, all podcast platforms. You can listen to it, too, on Amazon Prime Podcasts. You can listen on Apple, Google, Google podcast, Anchor, all that and any everything else. Spotify, everything. It's all there. But I want to thank you guys for always jumping on. Thank you guys for always listening. Thank you guys for. Being part of the daily podcast with me, Eric B. I'll try to get be a little bit more productive moving forward. Football season will be over, almost over soon. Thanksgiving, Turkey Day. If we make it to the championship, then probably another week after that for states. So. I should have more podcasts coming out soon. But until next time, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for your support. Again, if you want to leave me comments, Eric B, Oh, sorry, eric1642 at gmail.com. If you want to share a story, leave me a link there. Eric1642gmail.com. Until next time, thank you guys for listening. The podcast has ended, guys. Go in peace. <laughs> Now, this is not a Halloween song, but to me, this is still the scariest song out there. Takes a while. See? You guys all know what it is, right? Whenever you're in the water, this is probably one of the scariest songs you'll hear while you're swimming in the ocean. This freaks me out when I swim in the lake. Hell, it freaks me out when I'm swimming in the pool. Oh, scary. Still not as scary as this, though. That's still the scariest. Thanks for listening to the Daily Podcast with Eric B.